Well, it's time to go to Sunday school again. It's a blessing to be here. It's a blessing to be able to talk with you today. Uh, we're dealing with the topic, Call to Serve. Uh, it's coming from the scriptures of Acts 16, 11 through 15, and 1 Corinthians, 1st chapter, 26 to the 30th verse. I'm Dr. Otis Miller, Associate Pastor of Russian Springs Baptist Church, and it's a pleasure to be with you today. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the goodness of your word. You watch over and keep us safe. You give us wisdom, ability, and guidance, and strength. Thank you for health, healing, and prosperity, all which comes from you. Bless us as we look into your word today to receive what you have for us as we look at those that serve you, so we can better do the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Paul is on his second missionary journey. Now, he's traveling through the providence of Maya and staying in Troas. Now, if we look at verses 6, 7, 9, and 10 of this same uh, chapter, we are clearly shown how the call of the Holy Spirit directed Paul where to go and where not to take the gospel. That's amazing. Paul, like us, have to remain sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit in order to fulfill his calling for our lives. Paul allows his life to be called to serve the Lord Jesus and is guided by the Holy Spirit which is a perfect example for us to follow. When we look at verses 11 and 12, Paul accepts the vision as from the Holy Spirit, calling him to share the gospel in Macedonia. He immediately leaves Troy, Troas and travels to Philippi, an eminent city located in the district of Macedonia. Philippi was one of the wealthiest and most honored city. Paul stayed there for several days. Today, this location would be part of Greece and Yugoslavia. Verses 13 and 15. Paul looks for a place of prayer, quote-unquote, on the Sabbath. He normally went to a synagogue, but that would require at least 10 Jewish men to establish one, and Philippi had no synagogue. Therefore, Paul went outside the city gate where the river was. Now, Jewish people preferred to meet in a ritually pure place where water was there for washing of hands and baptism. Paul saw a man in the vision telling him to come to Macedonia and help him. <laughs> However, when he arrives at the place of prayer, it appears to only be women there. Yeah, but he sat down and taught them. Now, there's it's this quote from a rabbi says, it is better that the words of the law be burned, then be delivered to a woman. Now, Paul no longer had that philosophy. He had been obedient just like Jesus. He spoke to the woman at the well. That's what Jesus did. And so Paul spoke to these women and taught them. He did not allow his culture to cause a conflict with the gospel. Should repeat that one, shouldn't I? He did not allow his culture to cause a conflict with the gospel. I also add that his vision wasn't exactly like it turned out to be, but he still went on and did what he's supposed to do. His vision said a man said to come over and help us in Macedonia. But when he got there, he was helping women. 
Now, the Lord confirmed that the Holy Spirit had indeed called Paul as the Lord opened the heart of Lydia to listen and respond to Paul's teaching. You know, just to look at the working of the Holy Spirit behind the scenes that we often sometimes don't think about when time and place come together. We have Paul coming from Troyes. We have Lydia of Thyatira coming from Italy. And they're both converging at the same place. There are other women there that are non-Jewish. Now, this lady is a Gentile. And there are Jewish ladies there. But the only one that really listened to Paul and changed and believed and was baptized, including all her house, was Lydia. Paul had served the woman with the word, resulting in a true worship of God. That person was Lydia. And Lydia turns around and serves Paul and his men by insisting that they stay in her home. Well, I've been saying Lydia a few times. Let's tell you a little bit about her. She was an influential businesswoman. She came from the city of Thyatira, which is in the western province in Asia Minor. And so she was wealthy and influential. She was a businesswoman. And she sold articles of dyed purple which was a prized color made from certain shellfish. Lydia's name appears in scriptures only two times. She is seemingly the first Gentile convert in Europe. She's got a lot of firsts. She's the first Christian businesswoman, and she's the first believer to open her home as a worship center in the European Christ for European Christians in Philippi. So thus, the church of Philippi was actually her home. Not only, is, not only to Paul did she do this, but to the early church also and to generations to come, Lydia proved the importance and influence of a woman of determination, insight, and generosity. In verse 40, when Paul and Silas were thrown into the uh, Philippian prison, Lydia visited them and attended to their needs. Her house became the meeting place of the first European church. Now, she wasn't too busy to take time for hospitality. She acted out of Acts 16 and 15. Now, this takes us to the next actual book of the book of Corinthians, first chapter, the 16th and the 30th verse. In verse 26, I'd like to say that, please don't, don't ever forget where you come from. Uh... It was not for the Lord working in our lives, we wouldn't be here today. He's taken care of us. He's taken us from death to life. He's taken us from poverty to prosperity. He's taken us from sickness to health. And he's still not through with us yet. Since the beginning of time, and this is going into verse 27 and 30, God has been using the foolish, the powerless, and the despised in order to shame those who think they are wise, to shame those who think they are powerful, and to bring to nothing what the world considers important, respectively. <laughs> he made a donkey talk. He made a raven, an unclean bird, bring food to a Jewish man. Now think about that. He took slaves and made them free. He took a shepherd boy and made him king. Look, he caused a woman to birth a baby without having sex with a man. And then he caused that baby to become the savior of the world. Won't he do it? 
Jesus is Lord. Verse 29, as a result, no one and no thing can ever boast in the presence of God. Well, let's conclude this. I'm happy to speak with you today. I'm excited about it. We're all called to serve in some capacity. If you're going to serve somebody, make sure, make sure, make sure you're serving the right one. Now, who is the right one? Yeshua, Hamashua, Jesus, the anointed one. That's the one to serve. Let's pray. Lord, I need you. I'm nothing without you. I rely upon you. You give me all that I need to do your will. I choose to serve you, Jesus, in your name, in your holy and precious name. Amen.